Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. Joining us today is a new Ola Hadash from Florida. Her name is Arlene Milgram. She is, I believe, 80, 81 years old, and she moved um, just in August to Modi'in. And um, she's going to give us a perspective of a, of a senior who lived here and who actually wanted to move here for many, many years and finally did it. And in a very interesting story, she moved here, as she told me, because she had a very close relationship with her granddaughter and her granddaughter had moved to London and decided to move to Israel and told her, will you come too? if I move, I want you to come too?" And she followed her and um, very nice, very, very sweet to hear that that kind of relationship can exist between the generations. I had a very close relationship with my own grandmother. Um, I don't know if she would have moved to Israel for me. But that's that's pretty um, unique and special, and I'm really happy to have Arlene on the show. So, Arlene, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Um, I, I, you know, I put a I put a post out asking for interesting stories about um, recent Olim, and and you answered saying you wanted to give a senior perspective. Now, I will tell you, we have had a few um, seniors on the show already. Um, I don't think any of them. Are, have a story like yours and none of them live in Modine, which is like a really fast paced city. So you have two um, unique points. You also, I understand, wanted to move here for years with your husband, but he passed away five years ago. And then you came eventually on your own, which is very brave. I'm um, and very happy you're here in Israel with us. So let me just, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you and jump in with any comments you have along the way. All right. Okay. Um, where do you live and how did you find your uh, living situation? Did you do it with your granddaughter? Are you near your granddaughter? Are you depending on her for everything? How does that, how's that going? Okay. So uh, first of all, we were here, uh, Last last year, well, <laughs> about eight months before Aliyah, we were here for a yantif, and uh, my granddaughter actually went home to London. Uh, I was here with her husband, who is my grandson, and uh, we heard about this apartment, and we came and looked at it together. Uh, there is a room here. Uh, on the first floor that I'm temporarily using. Uh, the agreement was that I could live with them forever, forever being as long as uh, uh, I possibly can, or not. So we moved in together when the when we both made Aliyah. My granddaughter and her husband and children made Aliyah. In the beginning of August, I made Aliyah in the end of August. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved into this apartment and um, I would stay here, except it's, uh, I'm used to living in a retirement community where I had a large number of uh, uh, social outlet. I had a large number of friends. Here there are uh, primarily families and uh, although I love young people 
uh, they can't take off in the early morning to go on a trip here or there. So I need uh, a large volume of uh, seniors to spend time with. Okay. And have you found one? Uh, I do have friends. I play uh, Mahjong once a week. I have a seniors coffee group in on the Mar, which is uh, an avenue in uh, downtown Modian. But there's not a large concentration in the community that I live in. Right. So I just signed a lease and I'm moving to the uh, uh, a building called the Dimery, which is a mix of maybe 60, 40, 40 percent seniors, 60 percent family. Mm-hmm. Much better for uh, my social outlet. So it's close enough to my granddaughter but also uh, much more uh, active for me. Tell me about the, um, that's wonderful. First of all, that's, that's good that you found that. Do you have support? Is there a, is there a, um, like a nefesh, but nefesh representative, or is there a um, person there who you can talk to who helped you find these options, who helped you find the new home you're going to go to? Um, actually, I, <laughs> There are resources. I tend not to use them. I've uh, lived a a long life and depending on myself and and my husband, I'm not a big one to ask for help and uh, not a good habit to have, especially when the resources are there. So I tend to try to muddle through on my own. Uh, I found this apartment on the uh, senior Facebook website. Ah, Facebook is a great resource. There's right. a lot of sites for Olim right. on Facebook. Good. Okay. So the senior, I didn't even know there was a senior uh, group. That's that's good to know, all of you listening, if any of you are yeah. in that category, or even if you have parents who you want to bring over here, that's a good group to join. I will actually be joining that too. Um yeah, resources are good. Asking questions is good. You told me when we met on the phone a few days ago that you don't like to ask for help. It's a weakness you have. Um, how has that uh, impacted your move here? Your, your settling in? Um, I don't know that it's impacted. Maybe just made it more stressful. Um, I, I when I uh, we I met some people along the way. I'm, I'm not even sure how over the phone that were similar in, in situation that I was, they were making Aliyah, they were close to my age. And uh, the conversations went like this. My son is flying in from Israel to help me pack. Uh, My son has found an apartment for me. Uh, I was doing all of that myself. I would never think of imposing on someone to stop their life to do that for me. Well, that's very thoughtful of you. And that's very independent of you. Um, There are a lot of people, as you are learning, who uh, get help, want help. I don't know if they need it, but sometimes, sometimes you need it. And I'm sure the day will come when I will need it. I'm not, uh, I'm not a young person and, and uh, the clock is ticking. Yeah. So, And they'll be there when I need it. I know my family will. That's good. Do you, um, 
do you miss anything about America? I know you came from Boca. You were in Boca Raton for 15 years after living, I guess, where? New York or something? No, Philadelphia. Ah, okay. And then you went to Boca and there for a while you had a whole big community there. Was it um, hard to leave? Was it, was it an easy decision? Do you, do you miss it? I miss, I don't miss the community so much um, as a whole, but there were a group of friends that I had where, as I said, we would pick ourselves up and, and uh, for go away for three, four days on a short trip. Uh, we took cruises together, all of that. I have to rebuild here. Mm-hmm. I have a small network of friends here. I hope to see it grow. Um, but that's the that's what I I quote lost when I moved here. What um, are the uh, what are the possibilities to rebuild that type of network and that type of life in Modi'in? That to your knowledge that you know so far, what what is there? Oh. I think it's I think it's absolutely uh, possible. I, I, I you, you have to spend the time. I have to go to uh, the meetings. I have to go to the functions, um, and part of that goes back to me living here. Most of the meetings are in the evening, and they're in the building that I'm moving to. And uh-huh. I make reservations sometimes and then I go and other times I make reservations and it's at night and it's dark and I take the bus and I'm not really. And you don't go. I get turned off, right. Okay. So that is uh, going to change. And that's wonderful that there is a social life. I didn't know this. So you're telling me a lot of information here. If you're an older person, even on your own or with a, with a spouse, um, you know, that could be a destination if there's a life, if there's, you know, meetings and events and you're telling me there are. Sure. That's, that's... Sure. And and you get emails all the time from uh, two of the organizations that run functions constantly uh, that uh, that I've joined and are wonderful. And I would recommend anyone that's coming here to join them. What do they tell uh, us? Tell us on the air what they are. Yes, I was just going to do that. Ezra. Uh, they do wonderful work and they plan great functions and great lectures. And then Hadassah, same thing, great lectures, great functions. There's always something going on as and this well is... as Go ahead. Modi Seniors. There's Mo- a Modi Seniors group. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I guess they all have Facebook groups also, right? Yes, they do. So all of you listening, those are that's very interesting. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You must join the groups uh, because they send you emails. Um, Both of those organizations do have annual uh, membership fees, but very graciously, you get one year uh, as a member without a fee Mm -hmm. when you make Aliyah. Mm -hmm. Now, these aren't, or are they, um, religiously inclined? Does it matter how you are, how you hold, anything like no, that? not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I also belong to the seniors group. At, at the, I joined two synagogues because I my apartment, where I live right now, happens to be right in the middle of two of them. Um, and I always 
we've my husband and I always believed that you have to support your local synagogue. So I happen to belong to both. Mm -hmm. And they both have senior groups with senior functions. And I also go to those. Wonderful. I didn't know about all this activity in Modi'in. What are the synagogues oh, yeah, called? That's great. Place. It's a busy place. Yeah, yes. busy place. Um, now, how far is that from the airport? I mean, if you fly in and you go there, it's very easy, isn't it? There are two train stations in Modi'in. Yes, they have a train uh, that is very easy for me to get to from here. And uh, the train literally leaves you off uh, maybe, uh, maybe 20 steps from the door of the airport. Hmm. You walk off the train, go up the escalator or the elevator and walk right into the airport. I'm going to ask a question. Ah, Tel Aviv. Sure. Jerusalem. Hmm. Do you, um, you know, you're talking about the train, you're talking about the bus now in Florida, they don't have that type of thing. Everyone's driving. How did you find? Right. How did you find that change? Did you find the change from driving everywhere to using buses and trains hard, easy? Do you miss driving? Do you find that as an easy change? Talk about that a little. Yeah, I I miss driving. I and and uh, I did come with an active driving license, which is the first step to getting a driver's license in Israel. I still would have to take a test because of my age. But I could probably get a driver's license here, but I chose I chose not to drive. I really was considering giving up driving in Boca. So that's not a big surprise for me. Giving up driving in Boca would have meant using cabs all the time, taxi cabs. Here yeah. I have a good, healthy mix of taxi cabs. Uh, trains and buses and I don't mind the bus or the train the train I love and the bus is fine okay so that's good you're, you're very active um so so you seem to be able to manage very well in a city it is Israel it's not New York City I know there's a difference um but you have a very very healthy attitude also very realistic what um what what do you especially like uh, since you came here, you you know, you were living in like, you know, paradise. There are people who are moving to Florida, moving to Boca specifically right now in the past two years, actually flooding the place as if that is, you know, the go to place. And that is their Israel. Um, I think I told you this. I was there in November and everyone I met was a newcomer. People had been there two months, five weeks. Nobody had been like, you know, a long time resident of Boca. And here you are, um, there for 15 years, leaving, coming to Israel, which I find interesting. What um, made you do it, aside from your granddaughter? What made you make that jump? Okay, so first of all, Israel is home. It has always been home for uh, most, I can't say always, for most of my life, it's always been home. It's always been the central focus. We've been a B'nai Kiva family since um, I was married five years. And then we became very involved in B'nai Kiva, which is a little bit different. Most people get involved in B'nai Kiva's children, but we 
we didn't. Um, what do so you mean? What do you mean you got involved in Benenke after you got married? Well, I'm not, I, I guess this phrase is common here, FFB. Okay, My just husband a, and I were, uh, were not religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that you can't be involved or interested in Israel if you're not religious. I meet a tremendous amount of Olim that came here that are not religious and are very happy here. Um, but Israel really wasn't on my radar until we became religious Mm. and then became a very important part of our lives. So explain the B'nai Akiva. What do you mean? You're you're adults, you're married, you're living in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I became kind of the, the, unofficial center for B'nai Akiva in Philadelphia, Northeast Philadelphia anyway. The um, Whenever there were shlichim that came, uh, somehow my, my name and number got passed around. And as soon as they came and they needed assistance in finding a place to live or some additional piece of furniture or uh, the first Shabbos meal, whatever, I was the place they called. My mm-hmm. husband and I were the place they called. So, and then whenever there were B'nai Akiva weekends, we always had 20, 30 B'nai Akiva next staying at our home. So although we were too old to be members per se, uh, we were always very close. Some uh, Still now in Israel, uh, my friends are the ex shlichim that I met and and became close friends with. You're kidding! That's so no, funny. No, we, we still talk. We still see each other. Um, we visit. That's yeah. so nice. Now, let me just explain to our listeners what you're talking about. There are a couple terms we're throwing around here. FFB. That's F like Frank. Um, FFB means from from birth. It means uh, it's a phrase uh, usually used by Americans. I don't know if any other people use that phrase. Um, it means you were religious your whole life. So Arlene is telling us she was not religious her whole life. She became religious later in life. So did I. So did many people um, around the world. Some of us end up in Israel. Some of us don't. And you just live a religious life as an adult. I, there are people like that all over. Another phrase Arlene is saying is uh, shlichim, a shaliach is um, in Israel is very funny. It's a delivery service, but in uh-huh. America, it is a visiting um, family. It is an Israeli family that comes to um, America, England, uh, Australia, they go all over the world. And these are Israeli religious, I think, um, families that represent Israel in a foreign community. And their job is a lot like what Chabad is. Chabad also does that to get people connected to them. The Shlichim um, are is a couple, an Israeli couple, who try to connect the, to the community to to connect them to Israel. And um, Arlene is telling us that when visiting Israeli families would come to her area, they would go to her. She would get she her number was given to them, and they would come to her for things they needed for the house. So that's very interesting. As um, uh, as uh, you're telling me, you maintain contact with these people now, even now, so many years later. Um, that's pretty amazing because those uh, connections must have been very strong. There was no email back then, right? There was no WhatsApp. No, nope. That's that's amazing. Now, if we all listening to this show right now, and a lot of us are past, um, you know, fifty and up, we remember those days. 
of writing letters, right? Of foreign phone calls. Um, right. And I have boxes of letters from college, from my year in Israel. Um, my mom saved them all. We used to have to write on the, the airmail paper. You'd fold it over. Um, and I was writing a ton. And, and it was a really different kind of life back then. And the distance was far, but the connections were strong. And I must say that in all this wonderful world of technology we have, it's very, very sad that while it's so easy to connect, the the ties are weak today. Um, I was telling Arlene, and I'm telling you, listeners, the disconnect between Jews abroad, and I'm talking about Americans, okay, and Israel is so huge. It is like night and day. They... The, the Americans just, you know, aside from the ones listening to this show, because obviously you care, but people in America just are very, very removed. They're very concerned with their own lives, what's going on right at the front door, and not just anti-Semitism and other, you know, financial problems and politics, but, you know, building up their own little communities there. Um, you know, it's very, very heartening to hear Arlene moving here at such a stage in her life when she had a very comfortable life in Florida. And she could have stayed there. Arlene, you could have stayed there. You know, I'm sure you had friends who are saying to you, what are you doing? Or did, I mean, I bet they're yes. still saying, sure, the naysayers, right? And they must have valid reasons for saying that. You know, you had a comfortable life, built a family, and you were in your, your golden years, right? That's what people do. They're golden years in Florida. Um, what do you say to them? You know, you said something that I just want to mention. One of the hard things, you mentioned your pack of letters. Um, <laughs> I was here a few months, and then I went back to uh, Boca for uh, a few weeks to visit my friends. And while I was there, I sold my condo, and I had to pack up my personal belongings, bring what I could. I actually brought four suitcases, but you certainly can't bring your life in four suitcases. So I went through my gigantic box of letters. Mm. My children sent me from camp mm. <laughs> all the way through all their, and college all the way through. And I could not bring them all. I couldn't bring myself to throw them all away but I couldn't bring them all. So I sorted through, found uh, samples that would remind me of that particular period and brought a select few of letters, but so many of them I had to throw away. So one of the hardest things I did was get rid of some of my long-term belongings, personal and as well as physical things. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. That it's hard. hard. Look, people say the the um, hardest thing in life is to uh, to sell your home. Um, I'm sure that was hard for you when you moved to Florida, but what you're talking about now is is a whole other level. And um, you know, I have this. It's actually these letters stuffed into a mailing envelope my mother gave me. 
And uh, I read them. I read them on Shabbat to my husband. I read them some now and then to the kids. I love to see my old handwriting, you know, um, my mom's writing, my sisters, my boyfriends, my brother. It's 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 great to see. You know, my sister even found a letter I wrote to my dad. You know, I was very angry. And uh, these are more valuable than anything. And they actually made us who we are. That's true. And um, it's good that you went through them, that you had that time and that you brought so many with you. But yeah, you know, you're so strong, Arlene, you know, because you moved forward. You move, You didn't leave anything behind. You just kept moving forward. I, I don't want to say you moved on. You didn't move on. You didn't leave that like, and just move on. You took it with you. And uh, it's, you know, it's, um, it's you're very, you're very, uh, you're very strong that you were able to do that. Um, I don't think everyone can. Some people never move on. They don't make progress. They sit and stew. You know what I mean? Um, you've moved twice. Big moves. And uh, it's very, it's very strong. And it's, it's, it sounds like you're, you know, doing very well. And you hear this noise? Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, we okay. have these off-road vehicles. Uh, I don't know if Modine has these. I'm guessing not because you're in the city, but here we're surrounded by um, hills. So a lot of the teenagers get these off-road vehicles and they go riding around the hills here. And um, you hear it, you really hear it. But, uh, you know, you're in a whole new, in a whole new world. And um, it, just because we all move here and we're telling you what life is like here, and I'm told to, you know, keep it positive, Natalie. Keep it positive. There's enough negative about Israel. It's hard to move. It's hard to move far away. But when you do come here, you are actually moving to be with family. You are moving home. You said that, and I'm thinking to myself, you're saying it's coming home. Is it really coming home? Aren't there things that are different? Aren't there things that are hard? Of course there are. Of course there are. But um, we're all, we all end up here. I mean, you just run into people here that you you may have known another time in your life. Arlene's telling us that she is neighbors with people she knew way, way back. Um, right? It's it's not yeah. like moving to a foreign country like any other place. So uh, my final question for you, my final question for you. I, I have to make one comment. Do. I, not, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. The respect that everyone and when I say everyone, I mean everyone has here for seniors is humbling and overwhelming. And I am, I, every day I am shocked with someone else stepping forward to help me with the most mundane things. Mm. That's good. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Chivalry is alive here. That's what you're saying, huh? For certainly for seniors, and it's certainly for seniors. Wonderful. Now, tell me an example. When you get on the bus, do people give you their seat? Everybody gives me their seat. <laughs> wow, that is great. People, people offer to carry my bags. I've had people walk when I'm walking home from the grocery, um, and I'm walking towards the bus. Strangers pull up to the curb and offer to drive me home. Oh, nice. people in the supermarket want to load my car. It's it's just amazing. That's, amazing. That's wonderful to hear. You're in the right place. And you are going to have a nice a nice time here. That's very nice to hear. I don't think it's like that everywhere. That's very nice to hear. Modine I know people you don't find it everywhere. You <laughs> yeah. don't find it in the US, that's for sure. 
Yeah, well, Modi'in sounds like a really, a really good, a good place for you. You, you landed well. You chose well. Um, and I guess that answers my final question because I have written down here, what do you especially like? And you just told me. So that's, that's great. You hit all my points. Um, do you have any advice to give to our listeners before we sign off? Uh, I, I guess I would say come. But I also would say be be sure you're mentally, not just physically, because physical is hard, is easy. Make sure you're mentally prepared to change your life because it's not the same. It's not just moving. It's really changing. Uh, And I guess that's the best advice I could give anybody considering coming to Israel. Okay. Well, thank you, Arlene. Good luck with your um, life here and your, your move and everything you're doing. And um, stay busy, stay active, and uh, enjoy. Have a great week. Well, I hope all of you enjoyed that. I really like talking to um, people who recently came and who are later in their lives. I think uh, it gives a very interesting perspective. You know, Israel for so many years has been branded it's such a difficult place to live. You know, you can only come if you're young. Come with your young. Come when your kids are young. And there is still something to that. I'm not saying disregard it. But you can, you can come when you're older too, okay? Israel is very civilized. It is a first world country in many respects. There are some places that are rougher than others. There are some places that are easier than others. Just like in any place, okay? Um, Modi'in is a very well-developed city. It's a planned city. It has, you know, sidewalks and traffic lights and um, everything works there and it's very clean and uh, very, uh, very first world, very built up. Um, and then there are places that are, that are less built up, like where I live, okay? But Israel's so easy that way because there are so many choices. Um, you don't have to only live with, you know, this little special Jewish community like in other places because they're Jewish. I mean, the entire country is a Jewish community. So that's what's so great. You really do have a lot of options. Um, it is good to anchor yourself to family or friends. Um, coming alone is, is hard. And uh, it's, of course, a huge advantage if you have people who care about you and who have your interest, your your best interest in mind. Um, so Arlene did a very smart thing by coming and, and not just anchoring herself to just anybody. Her granddaughter, who is, you know, younger, has energy with the family. Um, it's really, uh, it's nice to get the kind of perspective where I live. The, the, the oldest people here are in their 60s. So we don't have um, an older group, an older crowd or anything like that. And uh, they will come, though. I mean, they have started a 55 plus group here. Um, and the Yishuvim out in Yehud and Shemuel mostly are younger people. It is a rougher lifestyle. But look, the, the people who started, who came here first, are now getting into their later years. And so things are changing, and they are being represented by their peers. Like I said, 55-plus communities are starting. They're doing trips. They have exercises. You know, that, that will happen. That will happen just like in any community. It happens when the need arises. Um, if any of you have questions, please continue to write to me at natalie at israelnewstalkradio.com. If you have any questions specific to Modi'in, specific for Arlene, I will be sure to pass them on. Please, again, my email is natalie at israelnewstalkradio.com. 
And uh, if any of you have any special requests, I have been getting requests to focus a little more on specific areas of difficulty of Aliyah concerning finance and concerning finding a job. Now, this show was originally supposed to be more informative, and I've kind of taken it to the personal story style um, because I, I, I guess I enjoy that and uh, I don't want it to become like an infomercial here. But, um, you know, if you do have requests, please don't be shy about asking me to focus or to feature um, certain aspects of Aliyah on the show because I know some people might be embarrassed to ask on their own or it's too much trouble to do that kind of research on your own and I do want to be here to help. That is the purpose of the show, to help inspire and encourage Aliyah from around the world, for the English-speaking world. So we are your connection here in Israel and I'm happy to help and forgive me if I have taken a turn to just tell stories. But sometimes those are inspiring too and give you some ideas. What did I want to tell you? I know a friend of mine asked me to see if there are any of you who would like to come to Israel on the AFSI trip. AFSI is Americans for a Safe Israel. And I believe those dates are in May. And if any of you are interested in coming, a very interesting trip, a very exclusive small group. I think it's only 11 people. They take a small minivan around the different parts of Yehuda and Shomron specifically. Um, these are non-religious people. They are uh, active. They are dedicated to Israel. Um, I've known this group for a year. Some of you probably remember Helen Friedman. She recently passed away. Her daughter is now in charge. These are amazing people. They go all over. They have no fear. They are totally dedicated to us out here, the settlers. And um, they're, they're not religious even. I just love that. You know, you don't have to be religious to live here, okay? You don't have to be religious to live in the Bible Belt, okay? The heartland. They're just, you know, all kinds of Jews here, all kinds of good Jews here. Um, some religious, some not. And um, we don't, don't walk around, you know, in sandals and uh, big, huge white kippo living on tents on the hill. It's not like that. There are some like that, but it's not all like that. It's, it's mostly not like that. It's mostly houses with roads and, um, you know, sidewalks and uh, indoor plumbing. So it is not as um, it once was. Some of you who are listening have been to my home. I've been to where I live in Susia, and it's quite built up. It's not Modine, but it's built up. I remember I had a friend here from Ranana who came to our bar mitzvah. And our first bar mitzvah was in a hall. Okay, not a fancy hall, but it was a hall. There were tables and chairs, you know, and hot food. And he was so impressed. <laughs> he was like, whoa, this isn't what I thought it would be like at all. <sighs> it's funny. People, you know, they don't know until they're here. Just like you're not, um, you're maybe very fearful of driving out here until you do it. Once you do it, you're not so fearful. Just like anything, you know, anything new can be scary. Moving anywhere can be scary. Moving to Israel can be scary. But once you're here a number of times, even maybe just once, you see what it is and you get it and you're like, that's not scary. And, um, you know, all of you listening who, who are fearful, who are afraid to take the leap, take the leap. You know, you're not going to be alone here. There are a lot of people who come here and make their life anew. So thank you all for listening. Be in touch with me if you have any requests or comments. That's also fine. And I'll speak to you next week.
If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 